The Ivy League announced Tuesday that it's canceled both its men's and women's postseason basketball tournaments, becoming the first NCAA conference to make the move in response to the coronavirus outbreak. Yale will go to the men's tournament. Princeton will go to the women's tournament as regular season champions. And obviously, um, both of them would have gotten NCAA bids. Yale, where I grew up, New Haven. Right. And then uh, Princeton in New Jersey, very close to us. This is pretty scary stuff and also concerning with March Madness right around the corner, how this is going to be handled. I try not to. And welcome in to Views from the Sidelines. It's March 10th. I'm your host, Joey Tysick. My partner, Malik Hill, across the desk from me. It's NCAA tournament time. We got all the conference tournaments. We got a couple that have wrapped up already. And as you just heard, the Ivy League canceled their tournament because of the coronavirus, the, the little bit of a scare that they have. And I just thought it'd be an interesting thing to bring up about what your thoughts are with the Ivy League canceling and what it means for maybe the tournament going forward, if anything. Well, honestly, I think it won't affect the tournament in a major way. Uh, I think it's really, it's mainly affecting places where there have been one or two cases that have popped up, like, I can't remember which uh, which state. They just, like, canceled a few games, and I can't remember which sport. But, yeah, I, I don't see it affecting it in a major way unless out of nowhere, like, more, like, cases start popping up. Yeah, I honestly don't even have <laughs> – I don't have a lot to say about it because it, this just, like, broke today. Right. And, yeah, it's, like – it's the like the story is still developing, so yeah. yeah. And I I think it's interesting that they canceled because of the virus. Uh, it's it's still odd because you've seen other sports like we've said they've still played their games. Some places uh, overseas have played games without crowds, and there's all different things that are going on. And I feel like the U.S. because they're just getting cases in, they're still trying to figure out how to go about all these sporting events, especially as big of a time it is in the U.S. for sports right now with the tournament right around the corner. I think a lot of teams are kind of, and a lot of leagues are trying to figure out exactly how to do it. I think the Ivy League maybe went a little too far with it. I think canceling it was a big mistake. I know, um, I believe it was Har Harvard's star player for their team was really, really upset and vocal about it. And he had some some ill words towards the Ivy League about it. But it brings up another question, I think, where should the regular season matter more? Like, Yale is going to the tournament because they won their league in the regular season. Should there be conference tournaments at all? Should Because if you win the regular season and you get the automatic bid, then obviously there's no reason for a tournament but there's already a tournament going to happen the following week. We already know that things like the Big Ten tournament in the past, because they're the last one to finish, most of the bracket is being set up already where the Big Ten tournament tends to not matter as much, where you see teams in the Big Ten that had a really good run in the Big Ten still not move up in their seating. And it's, it's, it's weird and confusing. And I just wanted to know your thoughts. Like, do you think the regular season should matter? Should they get rid of conference tournaments? Or what do you think is like the best way to go about it? Well, this this is a question and a thing that's brought up every single year, like excluding the coronavirus. There are there's the group of people that think conference tournaments are terrible and they should be like completely taken away because regular season titles do matter. What you've done in the like Wisconsin, what they what they've done Winning the winning this Big Ten as deep as it is this year, they deserve so much credit. They're already in the tournament. Right. Like, would when you have the resume they have and you've done what they've done and you win that regular season title, the share of it that they're in. Where it sucks is for the mid-major teams exactly. and the lower conference teams to where, like, I went to Oakland University. I pretty much watched the best Oakland teams in the maybe in the school's history over, like, a three- or four-year stretch. Like talent wise, record wise, they were like just like 
sweeping through the Horizon League regular seasons with only like four or five losses a year for the most part when I went there. But they would get knocked out and upset in the conference tournament every single year. And it would be like, oh, they've got 26, 27, 28 wins, but they're not going to make the tournament. And even though it, it never really bothered me, I was just like, that is insane that they they keep getting upset in the conference tournament every year, which is the reason why I love conference tournaments is because stuff like that can happen. Even though it sucks for those types of teams, when you get to the conference tournament, that's when March starts happening. That's when TV ratings start really going up because you, you never know what's going to happen once that starts. Without conference tournaments, regular season just ends, and okay, let's just start the tournament. But when you implement conference tournaments, usually when you get to the end, like the f- first, second, third, fourth seed, they're usually the team that ends up winning the tournament. It's it's rare. It really never happens. Like the last like the last seed in the conference, seven eight seed. That rarely they usually they could get to the championship, but the better team usually prevails in the conference tournament. So even though. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that some top teams just lose gas or just don't show up to play for those because they may feel like they've already proved the, like what they what they like needed to prove. You've got to show up, and conference tournaments are a thing, and I love that part of college basketball. So it is what it is, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on the fence about it a little bit. It it makes sense that like especially like you said for mid-major and smaller conferences it stinks cuz yeah. that's usually where the Cinderella stories come from because you, like you, you said you have to have a season like San Diego State for there to be no doubt right because like otherwise San Diego State just lost but they they have two right. losses on the season yeah cuz so, otherwise yeah. in all the big power conferences usually just doing well enough in that conference is going to get you into the tournament it's and like you said, normally it's spread out enough where there's not going to be some crazy upset in those in those tournaments. And I'm with you too, where I feel like the tournament it's a fun thing to have, even if it's not entirely necessary. But that's what makes March Madness madness. Exactly, is that you have multiple tournaments that you have to go, and then you go into the big tournament. So it just makes it fun as a viewer. I can understand as well for some of the, the smaller schools wanting conference tournaments. And at the same time, the winner of those smaller conferences don't want the tournaments because they're like, well, we exactly we they, they did dominated they were, during yeah. the season. We did what we needed to do while this team kind of didn't play very well and they played good for one weekend. Yeah. To me, it it was terrible that K Felder never got to play in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. He was the leading scorer in the country. He almost upset Michigan State early in the season. But they get upset in the conference tournament. Yeah, or a guy like Kendrick Nunn, even, you know, yeah. that that's a thing for Oakland. They've always had like one of the top scorers in the country, and they just could never get it done. Yeah, but on the other hand, without conference tournaments, you wouldn't have like UMBC. Right. Vermont was the top seed in that. Mm-hmm. Vermont is always the top seed in that conference. Yeah. I I can't remember the last time a team topped them in the regular season. UMBC surprised. Came in as I think the three seed, upset Vermont at Vermont, got into the tournament, biggest upset in NCAA history. Yeah, Michigan has had insane Big Ten tournament runs over the past four years. They had like three in a row where they come in. Last year I think they were like a two or a three seed, but the past Before two that. times, yeah, they were like six seed, seven seed, make an insane run, get into the tournament, have a hot run. Like yeah, yeah stuff like that happens every year, and it's college basketball is better for it. No, I, I, I'm kind of, I lean either way. Like I can understand both sides, but I think for me just personally, because I'm not, I'm not a player or anything in it. I think as a spectator, it's much better to have conference tournaments just because it's, it's almost like that, that pregame to March Madness. You're like, okay, we got the conference tournament and then the next weekend we got a tournament and the next week tournament, tournament, tournament. And it's just it's a lot of fun yeah, as a viewer. You're, you're guaranteed a great story. You're guaranteed at least three or four great storylines. Mm-hmm. Some players that emerge. You're guaranteed uh, like five, four or five buzzer beaters before the NCAA tournament starts. And yeah, I I love this. That's why I love college basketball. Stuff yeah. like that. And uh, that'll lead us right into a couple of the conference tournaments have already ended 
obviously they're the smaller ones. They they save the the big tournaments towards the weekend for more viewership. But already we've had some surprises in the Mountain West Conference. Malik's San Diego State Aztecs lost. Close loss, yeah. To Utah State, Sam Merrill killer just lights out. This odd that that might be the most cold blooded shot of the year so far. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've seen one that's more just like that. That takes some, yeah. Just some, wait till some cojones. Just wait till this weekend or next weekend. I'm sure it'll happen. Um, but yeah, already we've seen some magic. So Utah State has punched their ticket into the tournament, which is cool because, like we were saying before the show, like San Diego State's already in it. Yeah, Utah State wasn't going to make the tournament unless they won it, and they won. So now they're going to the tournament. And the thing is, they they have been a good team all season. Mm-hmm. They just underwhelmed from yeah. where people – I think they were ranked like 14th to start the season. Yeah, a lot of people, yeah. including myself, thought that they, they were going to be one of those teams to maybe make what San Diego State is yeah, doing. They they start the season like 7-3 and three or 7-4. and four. Everybody loses faith in them, but then they have some up and downs, but then they steady the ship, and now they're here. Yep. Uh, out of the Ohio Valley, the Belmont Bruins – have made it another last second finish. Yep, they're another team though that you you're familiar with in the tournament scene. Belmont's usually there, and they beat Murray State in their tournament, seventy six to seventy five. So That's another good. close one. Belmont is low key. Yeah, maybe top five underrated basketball programs in the country. I mean, they produced a first round draft pick last year. No, nobody talks about them ever. They make the they make the tournament literally. Every other year. Yeah, pretty much. Like, they, there's no slack off in that program over the past 20 years. Yeah. And, yeah, it's extremely impressive. Right. And they had what was, at one point, Dylan Winler was kind of talked about as one of the player of the years for a while. So, Belmont, no slouch, and they, they bring talent. Uh, in the Big South, the Winthrop Eagles won over Hampton, who was actually like the fourth or fifth seed, I think, in their tournament. Um, so Winthrop Eagles making the yeah. tournament. Only I can throw you a few weird facts about that game. Hampton, I think Hampton was the only school in the country that had two 23-point-per-game scorers. So just bucket getters out there. Yeah. And then Winthrop's starting center was a transfer from Tennessee. I think his name was DJ Burns. I remember when he first went to Tennessee, he didn't play much. Transferred back home to South Carolina and then became the guy there. So good for Winthrop. Yeah, and this is their first tournament since 2017, so good on Winthrop. In the Missouri Valley Conference, a lot of people's favorite conference because of Loyola Chicago, the Bradley Braves have won the Missouri Valley. Loyola Chicago got upset very early. Yeah. Shocking. Valparaiso Uh, knocked them out. I was going to say, Loyola Chicago had another good season, and people thought maybe they could make the tournament again. But no. Bradley, for their second straight year, too, are going to the big dance. Um, another not surprising team in recent history in the Atlanta Sun Atlantic Sun Conference, Liberty Flames, thirty and four, thirty and four made a lot of noise last they, year. They they have been they've been somewhat of a sleeping giant the past few years. Yeah, the the improvement they've made has been ridiculous, as you see from the record. Yeah, this is their second straight tournament. They made it last year. Um. They ended up losing their game in the first round, right? I, I, Who? Liberty. Liberty. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. they were close. Lot, they were they were kind of a trendy pick last year. Yeah, and they were leading guys. throughout most of the game, I believe, because they were one of my upset picks, and they ended up losing late or something like that. Have I, you watched any Liberty games this year? No, not this year. I, you should you should watch them highlight. I think you'd really like them as a team. I I, they, I know their play style. I'm so sure I'm they're, sure. Uh, like their center is like a six four big guy that like. Brings the ball up and it like runs the it's like a weird offense. Yeah. It's like him and a bunch of shooters and like <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Um in the Southern Conference, we have East Tennessee State. This is their first tournament since twenty seventeen. And they actually won over Wofford, which if a lot of people remember Wofford was the trendy pick last year. Yeah. Wofford was not the same team that they were last year. They they struggled in that conference. They almost got back though. Yeah, they made some upsets in that that conference tournament and came up just short. But we got East Tennessee State 
have no idea about them. The, the Southern Conference is always the. I, I watched like I watched the first half of that game. They've they've got a few guys that like I'm pretty sure that they have a few twenty point per game scores. They're just like they get up and down. They run the floor. They yeah. If you if you slack off, they'll get up by like twenty on you very fast. Because yeah, once Wofford missed like three shots in a row, East Tennessee State was up by like ten. I was gonna say most of the the smaller conferences they tend to play really fast and aggressive. So if you're careless with the ball, then those teams are usually going to take advantage, yeah. and they can usually light up the stat sheet. Um, and then of course, like we talked about, the Ivy League, Yale Bulldogs, their second straight tournament, a little controversial, but. They won the regular season. They were they were they were clearly the best team in the Ivy. Yeah, it would have, the the tournament would have been interesting because this year Harvard hosted the tournament, but yeah, Yale was Yale beat UCLA. No, they didn't beat UCLA. Who did they? They almost beat Penn State earlier this year, and yeah, that was a huge. I'm trying to look almost it up. upset. They lost to UNC by three. Okay, yeah. So it was a close game, but they did lose to Harvard. They did lose to Harvard. Oh yeah, like like last week, <laughs> they lost to Harvard. Oh, so they lost to Harvard in both their both their season matchups. So, in, in it maybe been interesting. maybe the Harvard guard had a point there. Uh, normally the Ivy League is a little bit more competitive. I feel like, whereas this year is just Yale and Harvard. Sometimes you see uh, Princeton get in there too, but yeah, the Ivy League was. Kind of weak. They're usually a, a kind of a strong small conference, so to speak, sometimes. So it's a little bit interesting for them. Uh, now coming up, we have, what is it? The Horizon League finals are tonight. The Summit. There's a bunch of little ones. I'm looking. I have it pulled up. Yeah, the the WCC finals tonight, St. Mary's Gonzaga. Yeah, that's a big one. That that's an interesting one because Gonzaga did not look good in their semifinal game. Yeah. Uh they I thought they were gonna lose, but Killian Tilly made some clutch free throws. I wanted to see San Francisco make that upset because I've I've never seen San Francisco do anything in college basketball. We weren't alive when San Francisco was good <laughs> when Bill Russell was playing for yeah. them. Yeah. Way back. You won't be watching that game because you will be watching North Dakota versus North Dakota State. The Summit League Championship, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think so. North Dakota is 15 and 17 coming for the crown. <laughs> yeah. I What's the chances they win this and win a game in the tournaments? <laughs> no. I want to see St. Mary's and Gonzaga because St. Mary's is always that, that upset alert team. If North Dakota wins this game, they're going to be in a play in game and they're probably going to lose. They, they shouldn't be here. They just shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, another exciting news we got the ACC tournament starting up today. Um, not, I mean, UNC is playing. Listen, man, <laughs> I I gotta I gotta just br- talk about this real quick. There are people that are seriously picking UNC to make a run in the tournament. Hmm. Like I, I cannot understand. Yeah, they they won if they won some games in this last like seven eight game stretch. They've played harder. Cole Anthony has helped them out a ton. More guys have stepped up. But come on, man, it still I, feels like all they have is Cole Anthony though. That's my biggest yeah. problem. With them. From one game to the next, guys could disappear. Get honestly, Garrison Brooks has been the best player on that team did, this year. He's been balling out all season. Do those people realize what the ACC is? Duke, Virginia, Florida State. I think I think it's because it's because the ACC isn't as strong as it's been over the past like ten years almost. This is the weakest the ACC has been in a long time. But it's also but, like, the, but the top four are still like really good teams. It's also like the weakest that UNC has been in, in forever. Ever. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know where they're coming from. And I'm I just pulled up their bracket. Look at what their bracket has to be. They play Virginia. Getting past Virginia Tech. They is play be Virginia hard. Tech in their first, first of round, all. Yeah, <laughs> which is they play a tough defensive minded game. That's hard. So you play Virginia Tech. Okay. So you beat Virginia Tech. Who do you get next? You get Syracuse. Out of Who, all the teams. They, they actually beat Syracuse at Syracuse a few weeks ago. They? But this is a conference tournament. <laughs> this is Syracuse, the team that always somehow sneaks into the tournament. They probably, they probably won't this year. They won't. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally agreeing with yeah. you, but I'm just saying, like, tournament time is when Syracuse somehow figures it out because people can't deal with their defense. And then 
UNC beats Syracuse, and they have arguably the easiest third round of the buys, and they play Louisville, who's been in the top ten basically all season. Listen, man, it's not going to happen. That's so, the, <laughs> that is that's the conclusion of all this. North Carolina, you got a crazy class coming in next year. Look towards next year. That's what I'm doing with Michigan, even though Michigan is going to make it. I just tournament. think it's funny. UNC is the last seed in this tournament. So yes. for people to have that feeling about UNC. It's weird. I don't know. It's, it's, it's because it's North Carolina. People are still like, it's, there's a chance, but I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, and then even if you get past Louisville, then you play Virginia. You play all the best defensive-minded teams in the ACC in your tournament bracket. And you have basically yeah, one score. It's, I don't, con- it's conference I, tournament season. Crazy if, things if happen. UN, if, if UNC wins the ACC tournament, I don't know. Who do you pick in the brackets if that happens? <laughs> oh, everything goes out the window if that I, happens. Literally everything. I don't know. Pick two 16 seeds. Maybe. Why not? Why not? If UNC wins the ACC tournament, one of my tournament brackets will have to have UNC winning the entire bracket. North Dakota versus North Carolina just, in the NCAA championship. I'm, just, I'm throwing my bracket if they win it. Because it's not going to happen. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Um. Okay, off of this UNC one. <laughs> what, what conference tournament are you most looking forward to besides the Big Ten tournament? We'll get to that. I, I was going to say, because the Big Ten tournament is the one, yes, the one that ends last. It, it always ends around like five, and then the NCAA tournament show starts. But And we're, we're hometown people, so. And we'll save that one. Yeah. We'll talk about that. I am pretty interested in the Big 12 tournament. Because there are so yeah. many teams that have gone up and down and up and down all season. Baylor has lost three of their last five, if people haven't realized it. Mm-hmm. Like, they, stuff is getting very weird. Yep. Kansas is far and away the number one seed, but they're not flawless. So, they they could get beat. Yeah. Who knows? Texas has won, like, four out of the last six games. But they just got blown out by Oklahoma State in their last game, who's last in the Big 12. <laughs> they got beat by, like, 30 at home. You never know with Texas. Yeah. Oklahoma's a solid team. TCU's a solid team. West Virginia's a, a good team. Like, it, it just goes on and on. And I think Iowa State is the only team I don't see, like, pulling an upset or anything. I think they're out immediately. I think Oklahoma State could win two games in this tournament. Which is it's, interesting, it's though. Because Iowa State has a top prospect for the NBA, Halliburton. So I'm just, I'm well, just saying well, he hasn't played. That's in, true. Yeah, that's true. He's hurt. He hasn't. Yeah, he's out. So that's true. All right, never yeah. mind. Kansas could either just walk through this tournament without like sweating at all, or stuff can get crazy all around, and it'll be Oklahoma State versus <laughs> Oklahoma in the championship or something. I I don't know, man. Yeah. It can get weird. Um, one that I was going to mention, and we've talked about this conference a few times, is the Pac-12. I know Oregon is kind of like far and away the favorite, and Peyton Pritchard is even starting to get player of the year type noise around him. But we saw Colorado in the top 25 early on in the season, and they're the sixth seed in this tournament. Yeah, stuff. So started getting weird in the last month of the Pac-12 schedule. Yeah, and then there's teams like Arizona that have kind of surged a little bit. They they got they season. they lost to Washington on their senior night. I know. So who knows what's going to happen with that team? Yeah, and then um, there's Arizona State, UCLA, USC. Those teams are basically just all like. Clop together. Yeah. Like, and, you can't tell which is which from those teams. Right. And that's why I said, like, Oregon is probably the favorite, and they're maybe a slight tier above the rest of those teams. But everybody else, you just kind of throw darts yeah. at e- the dart Even board. though Colorado is a six seed, I think they can make a run. And right. also, do not sleep on Stanford. <laughs> and they, It's a good team they got out there. And, I mean, they're 13 and 18, but... California 
I think plays Stanford in that first round. Cal beat a beat a few good teams. I was going to say that's <laughs> yeah. that's why I said thirteen and eighteen. Yes, but Cal is always. I don't know. They're another weird team. Like they they've produced talent over the years. You know what and tournament I think might be the most entertaining out of all of them? Which one? The Big East tournament. Yeah. Villan- Villanova has literally won every game in the past two weeks by like two points. Mm-hmm. They all they they've almost gotten an upset. They've got ups. They got upset a few times. They they squeaked out a win at Georgetown, who doesn't have Mac McClung. They they were like fifteen and fourteen coming into the game. Yeah, still almost beat them. Marquette has uh Marcus Howard, basically only Marcus Howard is the, like their main scorer and yeah. threat. But they're still a good team. And Seton Hall's kind of limped in a little bit. Yeah, they they lost to Creighton. Creighton might not have Marcus Zagorowski. I think you might have maybe like two buzzer beaters and a crazy like championship game in the Big East. Yeah, Creighton is the number one seed. And Creighton uh, Creighton's the one. I think Villanova's the two and yeah. then yeah, Seton Hall three. Yeah. yeah. And with with Zagorowski being out, Georgetown or St. John's, they got a chance. Uh I I, I, I wanna I, say Georgetown. Because they Georgetown does Georgetown doesn't have the their guy. Yeah. For in the conference tournament, you need your guy to play at a high level and the team to play well around them. I think Providence is a team that teams need to be scared of because they had a strong last month of the season. If they get to the championship, I think even if they lose, they could get in as like a nine or 10 seed. Yeah. I, I still, my favorite is still Seton Hall. They were one of my picks early on in the season to go far. And I, I know they've, they've struggled a little bit recently, but I still feel like, they're still probably the best team. But like you said, I don't know. Vill- Villanova, they look pretty good. But then they lost to Providence. So, yeah, that, that's another. I like that pick. That's another good, interesting tournament that who knows what's going to happen. Sleeper Any- tournament AAC. UConn is a good yeah. team. Yeah. Cincinnati has been really good at times. Houston. And very unimpressive at times. Memphis has been good at times and very unimpressive at times. If Cincinnati hits right now at the right time, they could surprise a lot of teams. Yeah, I think so. Um, I meant UConn. I said, did I say Cincinnati? I meant to say UConn. Well, I mean, they're both technically in the tournament. Well, I, I, I think I, you yeah. mentioned I, I meant to say if UConn hits at the right time, they can make the tournament. Yeah. Um. All right. Any other little tournament you want to talk about before we talk about the Big Ten? SEC nope. is another toss-up dartboard. I think it's it's Tennessee, not Tennessee won at Kentucky last week. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like super interested in the SEC because I don't think any of those teams are gonna make like a big run. And if if Kentucky does have a big run, like that's not the biggest surprise, I guess. So I'm not I'm not super intrigued with the yeah, SEC. I, I don't I don't see a whole bunch of crazy games happening there either. There there might be some close games, but I, I don't see anything like overly interesting. Yeah. All right, Big Ten tournament starts tomorrow. Uh, we got Minnesota Northwestern and then Indiana Nebraska. Meh, whatever. I think the better seed's gonna win. I think Minnesota's gonna win, and I think Indiana's gonna win. Indiana better not play around. Nebraska and Northwestern have kind of been the weak points Terrible. all season. <laughs> Terrible. Like we talked about how balanced the Big Ten has been. Nebraska and Northwestern have not been a part of that conversation. So, although Northwestern just beat Penn State, so in the season on a good note. Yeah. <laughs> and Minnesota, who I thought was going to be one of the better teams, Minnesota is, fell the, off. is the best bad record team yeah. in the country. When you watch them, they play it like every Big Ten team close, every yeah. single one. And then you look they, at the record and you're confused. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. so weird. So, we're going to look to Thursday's games. Big one right out the gate. Rutgers and Michigan. Now, I think as far as the Big Ten tournament goes, Michigan got the best draw. Being the nine seed, having to play Rutgers, yes, Rutgers is a tough team. But if you look around in that same round, there's teams like Iowa, Ohio State, and Purdue, Penn State. Those would be tricky. Like, if they, if they would have beaten Ohio State, 
and then they've had to play Purdue. I don't know. Purdue and Rutgers, there's not much difference to me. Like, both teams are really strong. What's your thoughts? Although Michigan swept them in the in the season, and they that that win at the rack beating Rutgers at home at their place is probably the the win that really like secures their tournament position. But they're limping into this tournament. They look tired. Mm-hmm. Davis Simpson has had a bad last two games. John Teske hasn't been seen like this year. Yeah. It's been a long time since he really had a good game. He has been the biggest fall off for this team. Yeah. And previously you had told me that if you watch a Michigan game, every game in their first possession, they go to John Teske and he misses. Every single I finally time. caught the beginning <laughs> of the game against Maryland. Whatever they run, whatever they do, the ball goes to John Teske. He misses the shot. That, that's the first possession of every Michigan game. It was it was awful, and I just laughed to myself because I was like, "Oh yeah. no!" And I, I I understand the standpoint of Jawan Howard trying to get him mm-hmm. like started off on a right foot because if he hits that shot, maybe he gets back on track. But he never hits that shot, yeah. which is the crazy part. I've never seen him hit the opening shot. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's an unfortunate year for him, but yeah, I'm I'm nervous about this game because Rutgers they beat Maryland right. last week. I'm pretty sure they're they got their confidence back. They're they're hungry for this tournament. Mm-hmm. They haven't been to the tournament in like twenty something years. And I was gonna say, if you look on the other side, Rutgers has a really favorable matchup too, because although Wisconsin is the one seed, they're a week one seed as. And so, as, 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 as one seeds go, when because as, in when terms you, of one seed, when you yeah. look at the other side of the bracket. You'd have to play Minis- or Michigan State and Maryland. Yeah. So I would much rather have Wisconsin. Yeah. This this is the point of the year where Rutgers they're they're not going to come out like soft or slow. I guarantee it. Yeah. I they, I guarantee they're going to come out and punch Michigan. And it all depends on how do they respond. Mm-hmm. Xavier, you're the senior leader. You're the guy. No more bad games. Right. No more. Okay, sometimes your shot doesn't fall. That's fine. But you still need to cut the turnovers. Don't make the crazy little stupid freshman mistakes that you, like, made against Nebraska and Maryland. No more jitters. No more playing around. Be what you are supposed to be. Yeah. The guy. Do it. Right. Isaiah Livers, it seems like he hasn't – it seems like he's still not 100% healthy. He's, he doesn't have that quickness and burst that he had earlier in the season. So I'm I'm still not sure to what it, what like what to expect for him. He has a few games under his belt since the injury, so maybe he'll be back to his form in this one. Eli Brooks, he's just a shooter. Hit your open shots. Yeah. The the big thing in this one, Brandon Johns, he's he's disappeared for a while the past few games. Mm-hmm. Dave DeJulius got back on track against Maryland. But it didn't mean much because everybody else around him wasn't doing anything. And then Franz Wagner, he's been the star of the team the past few. He's weeks. been playing really well. I mean, he's he's averaging like seventeen, seven, and like five on like high percentages. Every time they need a big shot when they get down, he hits it. And he makes like really good play. He's playing good defense. He still gets those like few fouls. They get him in a foul trouble. But besides that, he's playing really good. I don't know what to think about this game. I really don't. And see, I, I don't know what Michigan team is going to show up. And see, that's where my key factor is just what it's kind of been all season is Isaiah Livers. Because the confidence has not been there lately. It seems like he's shied away from big shots, yes. which is he, what he's he, been known he sta- for. He stands in the corner. He'll, he'll maybe get it once, take a few dribbles, sees he's not going to get past his guy, and then he passes it and stands. Yeah. Because... If he gets going and you have Franz playing the way he is, to have Franz and Isaiah playing as well as they could be going into the big tournament, Michigan could make some noise. They they could do something. Again, I don't think they're going to make some crazy run that they've made in the past few years, but Sweet 16, maybe. That that could be a chance. That would that would be huge, John Howard's first year. Right, exactly. It would be huge, but I, I think it would be possible if they were playing up to their potential. And the thing I look at, too, is that 
and we'll talk about it in a minute as well, but Michigan State playing as good as they are right now, you look at Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman playing out of their minds. Then you look on the other side for Michigan, and you look at Xavier Simpson and John Teske struggling. Yeah, They need to match those two guys. Like We saw how emotional John Teske was on senior night, maybe a little too emotional, but use that emotion into your game. Like, get upset get mad that this is your last yeah. chance it seems like every game once he misses that first shot he just gets it's in like, his head it's it's like he he's in his head for the rest of the game none of his shots come off right they're all flat they all look bad he can't he can't like get powerful on anybody it's it's so weird mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so i i think rutgers i think it's a good chance they win this game yeah just because they I, I want to see them get into the tournament and I feel like they're just gonna come out firing. Yeah. Do you think that possibly if they lose to Rutgers, could that knock them out of their t- the the tournament? Nah, I, I think they're in. You think they're secure? Yeah, I I because think they have enough big big wins. Just after their first two weeks of the season, mm-hmm. it was almost guaranteed that as long as they didn't collapse the rest of the season. They're gonna get in. They're nineteen and twelve right now. Nineteen and thirteen with all the quality wins they still have. And them losing to Rutgers isn't a bad loss either. Like every game they had in the big on the Big Ten schedule, besides Northwestern and Nebraska, were Q one wins. <laughs> like most of them weren't bad losses. Yeah. So they still would get in. It would be a t- extremely tough first game. They'd probably get a nine or eight seed. But they're, I think they still get in. Okay. I, I think they do too, but I just wanted your opinion. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. Whoever wins. And an interesting thing too, because Indiana is the 11th seed in this Big Ten tournament, and Purdue is the 10th seed. And most bracketologist stuff has said that Indiana would be a first four in team and Purdue being a first four out team. That's because Purdue's overall record doesn't match Right. Yeah. And that shows you just the the volatility of the Big Ten tournament and the Big Ten in general this season. Um, Moving on, Iowa would play Minnesota and Northwestern winner, who we most likely think is going to be Minnesota. And at this point, I think Iowa would win pretty handily over this at this time. Iowa's looked really good. Uh, They struggled as well kind of late in the season a little bit. But I still think... For some reason, I have this thing about Iowa being one of the best teams in the Big Ten still, and they are the highest second-round team. They're the fifth seed, but I think Iowa could make it to the final of this Big Ten tournament just because they're on that better side of the bracket, in my opinion. I already have my pick for who wins the tournament. Do you? Okay. Um, do you think anything differently about most likely Minnesota and Iowa. You think Iowa's just going to yeah, win? I, yeah, I see. Yeah, Daniel Oturu is probably going to have his game because right. he always he's does. He's going to do his thing. He's a Yeah, he's a fantastic center. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Iowa's just a better overall team. Right. Yeah. Um, Ohio State and Purdue. That's also Thursday. That's a 6-30 game. This one's a little bit interesting. But I think Ohio State has redeemed themselves late on in the season. They've They've come kind of back on. And Purdue has been the weirdest team, I think, in the Big Ten this season. I thought they were going to be better, and they've they've had some big wins. Obviously, the big win over Michigan State. thought they were going to turn it around then. They never really did. So they have talent, but they just seem to come up kind of short, yeah, I guess. There, there are stretches where Purdue has struggled largely on offense. Like, their, their best shooter, Stefanovic, knockdown guy, but he's – He's literally he's their only knockdown three point shooter. Yeah. Outside of that, you have Wheeler, their two guard, who's a solid shooter, but not really very consistent. Haas takes threes, but he's not. He he'll hit some because he can, but he's not like a knockdown shooter. Travion Williams is strictly a post guy. Sometimes he could mit, hit mid range jumpers. And they they have another guard that comes off the bench. I can't remember his name, but he's a sophomore. I think it's Hunter. He's a good three-point shooter. But yeah, outside of that, they don't have like they don't have any bucket getters. Yeah. They have a few guys. 
that can hit shots, and if they get hot, they can get on a roll, and they play good defense. They got those big guys down low that make it hard for teams to score in the paint. So when they, like, when they beat Virginia early in the season, when their defense is engaged and they're hitting shots and getting good shots on offense, they can beat anybody. But they've rarely done it. That's the problem. So unless they got to get a big game out of Trayvon Williams, they have to be locked down in the paint. And Stefanovic has to be on fire for them to make any type of run in the tournament. And they, they've never been able to get all three of those things online yeah. consistently. So The one crazy thing I'll mention, though, if they beat Ohio State, they get to play Michigan State in the second round. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> That's not good at all. <laughs> It'll be fun. That'll be a fun one. Um, then, next game up, like we said, most likely thing in Indiana. Indiana versus Penn State. Another really solid game, even for the second round. As good as Penn State has played, they're another team that's kind of limped a little bit into this final stretch of the season. That loss to Northwestern is really puzzling. Yeah, and... Maybe maybe they're just like they've they've put so much effort into this season. Maybe they coast and to get yeah maybe yeah they lost focus in that last one, which could be a good thing. Maybe that maybe that woke them up. Yeah, but at the same time, that could give Indiana confidence. Say, hey, we're a better team than Northwestern. Let's go see if we can run with these guys. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. But I, I still think Penn State's gonna win. But Indiana's another one of those teams where it's sometimes they've gone on stretches where they've just they've looked really good. I think this game starts out close, but I think Penn State wins it handily in the second half. I I just I don't trust Indiana. Some days they look good, some days they look terrible. Like that game when they came when they came to Michigan and got beat by like twenty five, it looks like they didn't play with effort. Mm-hmm. Like they they took there are times where they just take horrible shots like it seems like they barely listen to uh, – is that Archie Miller? Is that the name? I think, yeah, I think Archie Miller is the name of their coach. It, it seems like at times he just doesn't, like, get to them, and they just come out with no focus and no passion or anything, and they just get run over. I don't think that happens in this one because they, they want to get into the tournament. But, yeah, I think Penn State pulls it out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, All right. So now we've kind of – We've gone past the first couple games, and it, it's hard to predict past that. Just pick champions now. So what I'm going to say is, is who do you think is like the most likely to make maybe the final four of the Big Ten tournament and then say what who you think your champion will be? So on the top part of the bracket, Rutgers, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, I guess Minnesota we could throw in there. Who do you think is the most likely to make it to that part of the bracket or through that part of the bracket? You mean in the Big Ten tournament or the NCAA tournament? Big Ten. Okay. I'm going to go with Illinois. Okay. Every time I think – I'm still getting, like, back used uh, to the – I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm getting back to the idea of, yeah, Illinois is good at basketball. Yeah. They were really good for a long time, but they were terrible for a stretch too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're getting back to the idea of Illinois is good. Like, every time I watch them – I'm like, okay, at some point, maybe this will fall off. Iowa Dasunmu was really good. They've got a hot, like quality team, but this is still in Illinois, and then they just play a really good game and end yeah. up winning. They have so many impressive wins this season. I, I believe in them, and I, I think they could get to the, the final. Yeah, and, and that's an interesting point, too, because a lot of, I mean, obviously the young kids, but even just people in general forget how – a, much of a nightmare Illinois was back in the day. People forget about Myers. Myers Leonard was a monster in college. And that that's that's when Illinois was just good. Yeah. We're going back to Darren Williams. Darren Williams, Luther yes. Head days. Darren Williams. 2005, yeah. One of the best college players. Of that time. Of that time, yeah. Illinois has been a nightmare for a while. And to see them not be basically – relevant whatsoever yeah there's there's like a seven eight year stretch yeah where they completely irrelevant yeah and now they're back and they're they're good who do you who do you think they're playing um on that side of the bracket do you think Rutgers Michigan Wisconsin who do you think Illinois plays to get to the final would could could Illinois versus Wisconsin be a matchup yeah yeah Yeah, I'll, I'll go Illinois versus Wisconsin okay 
So you think no matter what, Rutgers or Michigan, they're going to stop it, Wisconsin. Okay. So Illinois over Wisconsin on that side to go to the final. Now on the bottom side of the bracket, we got Ohio State, Purdue, Michigan State, Penn State, Maryland. Who do you think is coming out on that side? Michigan State. Yeah. It's it's a foregone conclusion to me at this point. They're they are they are the final four contender. They're I, they're gonna win this tournament. They're All on right. a roll. All right. Michigan State versus Illinois. Who you got? So you, you picked Illinois? <laughs> I think I might pick Wisconsin in that one. Okay. Either one, well, I think it's weird. I think if they played Wisconsin, they might blow them out. Because hmm. earlier when Wisconsin came to East Lansing, Michigan State just like totally just like toyed with them. But Illinois, I think, would be a tougher matchup because Xavier Tillman versus Kofi Coburn would be very interesting. Kofi is very a lot younger than Xavier, but he's bigger <laughs> and more athletic. Xavier is more polished as a player. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have Io Desunmu versus Rocket Watts, which would be a great two-guard matchup. That would be a really close game. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I think, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think it all depends on like, does Aaron Henry show up? How well does Malik Hall play in his spots? Like, besides the main guys, Cassius Rocket, Xavier, Aaron Henry has to show up. Malik Hall has to do his job. Marcus Bingham has to play good minutes. Like, that's a tough one. I think I'll, I'll take Michigan State in a very, very close game. Like the last minute of that game would take like ten minutes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Michigan State, Illinois, because it'd, it'd just be back and forth, like timeouts, 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 layups, hit shots, yeah. I'll tell you my picks. And I've kind of already alluded to the one. I just have a feeling about Iowa. I, I think they're going to make it to the final in the Big Ten tournament. They they beat Illinois early in the season, or in their first meeting, and then Illinois got them at the end of the season, beat them by two points. I think Iowa's going to try to be on a little revenge tour because they're going to play Minnesota or Northwestern, so they should win that game pretty handily. And then they get Illinois for that revenge. And then I think once they get past Illinois, I think getting past Wisconsin isn't as big of a, a problem for them. Oh yeah, I, I, th- I like Iowa in that matchup, honestly. Yeah. So I think if they can get past Illinois on the revenge, I think they could they make it to the final. And on the other side, I thought this was the hard part of the bracket because there's some strong teams here, Michigan State, Penn State, Maryland. If you're a lower seed, you don't want to be on this side of the bracket. But I just think Michigan State's looked yeah. way too good going down the stretch of this tournament. And we said it a while ago, like that's what they needed to be able to kind of prove themselves in the Big Ten. So I got a Michigan State-Iowa Big Ten final. If that's the final, I think Michigan State I, destroys them. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> I, I who they, beats Michigan State at this point. But I, I think I, I think Illinois has a better chance than Iowa because that Luca Garza Xavier matchup, it just isn't good. I don't, I don't know what Fran McCaffrey draws up for that matchup to like go in Luca's favor. Yeah, to be honest, like they, they would have to shoot like be absolute lights out to have a chance to beat Michigan State. Which, to be fair, they could do. But it's possible, but is it probable? No. Yeah. And again, as well as Michigan State has played going into this tournament, I think I don't know if anybody can beat them, to be honest. I I really don't. At first it was like, okay, well, Maryland maybe. They've they've taken care of Maryland, I yeah. think, at this point. And and then again, like Iowa's kind of struggled. They lost to Purdue and they lost to Illinois to end their season. So even if they make a run in the Big Ten tournament and make it to the final, Michigan State's just been firing on all cylinders. And I don't know. I just just don't see them losing this tournament. And if they do, it's still not the biggest surprise either at the same time, even though I think they're clear and above the the favorite. There is a chance Maryland could beat them. Like Michigan State isn't like the greatest team of all time. They're, They're a fantastic team right now. Right. But yeah, Maryland is still 
a really good team. They finished third in the Big Ten. That loss to Michigan State sucked for them, but yeah, they're still good. They handled Michigan. They've handled other teams, but they've also looked sketchy against other teams. Yeah. They're so hot and cold. The only thing that's guaranteed is uh, Jalen, what's his last name? Smith. Yeah, Jalen Smith just doing his thing. They, they, I don't think anybody can really stop him. Yeah. But Cowan, he, could, he can be stopped. Yeah. And he's been kind of hot and cold to begin yeah. with. And their they're wings, if they're not hitting shots, yeah, it starts to get ugly. Yeah. All right, well, that's, that's our Big Ten tournament preview. We both have Michigan State just taking the tournament pretty, pretty easily, we think. Um, so we'll have to see. I'm excited for a month of sitting on the couch just watching basketball. I'm downloading the March Madness Live app probably later on today. Yeah. I'll be yeah. basically at my parents probably for the next couple weekends. Um, we usually set up multiple TVs in the basement and have literally every game on different TVs, and we just binge eat and watch basketball. It's, it's a great time, and it's super competitive with brackets going. This weekend, I'm going to be in Chicago with a whole bunch of friends. So That'll be fun. It's going to be a lot of food, a lot of games, and probably a lot of beer. <laughs> a lot of beer. Um, but, yeah, next week. I mean, we still have a couple minutes, but next week we're going to do our big tournament bracket show. It's going to be two hours long. We're going to have our buddies in here. We're going to see how many we can get. Uh, I already know Sammy Taramina is going to be back. He's going to talk about how Michigan State is going to take the whole tournament. So we'll have to The see. Michigan State Spartans are going to the Final Four. That was a really good impression. I'm not going to lie. Just a quick preview. You're going to have to they're going to have to do that <laughs> Just a again. Just a preview for Sammy or I'm going to have to play it into a soundbite. Um but yeah, we'll we'll get into everything the tournament. We'll talk about the conference tournaments a little bit and we'll just get right into it. Uh a couple minutes left. One of the things that I wanted to mention if we had time, which we have 7 minutes or so. Um Dak Prescott turned down 33 million dollars and he wants $40 million a year. Ha! Ah, I suppose that's, that's my only reaction. I, that's, that's the only reaction. <laughs> that was I my right reaction now. too. I'm not surprised at all. And now what I've heard is that the possibility is that the, the Cowboys are going, are going to franchise tag him, which would be hilarious. How about them Cowboys? The Cowboys should just let him walk, to be honest. If the man wants that much money, I know people have like criticized the Stafford deal. If, if Dak Prescott wants $40 million a year, He's crazy. Listen, Jerry Jones should just do what he wants to do. We we know what he wants to do. Just just go get Tom Brady. Just put America's quarterback on America's team. You, it, it's you, Jerry Jones' dream come true. Just use your money to keep Amari Cooper at this point. Just let Dak Prescott go. I I don't think he's that good, to be honest. Um, NBA news. The Lakers have kind of taken over recently. Uh, they beat the Bucks and the Clippers in the past week. So Everybody is terrified of LeBron. He's playing really good basketball. And as a LeBron hater myself, I hate to admit that. But he's playing good basketball. I do too. Because I, I don't like watching him play. Because he... He just bullies everybody. And nobody does anything about it. How he's developed his three-point shot has been incredible. His IQ has always been great. His intelligence is probably the biggest thing about him, why he's been able to last this long. When he was 18 years old, he knew he was the only human being like him on the planet. Yeah. And he's invested all his time and money into preserving that, and it's worked out. Yeah. It has worked out. Nobody can physically handle him, and he just bodies people. Mm-hmm. Not fun to watch, but he's great. Yeah. What's fun to watch is that eighth seed race in the Western Conference. Memphis is 32 and 32, but then there are a slew of teams. The Kings are in the nine seed. If you told me that the Kings were going to make a comeback this season, I'd call you crazy. But it, it doesn't make sense <laughs> because there are still instances where Luke Walton makes ridiculous, dumb decisions. Yeah. But for some reason, they were like seven and three in their last 10. I'd, yep. I, it's they have good talent. That's mm-hmm. that must be the reason. But yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, 
the Pelicans, Kings, and Blazers all have 28 wins. They're each about four and a half, four, four and a half games back, basically, of those Grizzlies. Listen, the Pelicans, they they just they need to hit like a four game win streak. Yeah. And for some reason they just can't. Mm-hmm. They'll win two, lose two. Lonzo Ball is playing fantastic right now. He's playing his best he's played. He's averaging about three threes a game in his last yeah. couple. He's, he's had shooting, a couple he's seven shooting threes. over forty percent from three. Like he's he's playing incredible ball. Zion is doing Zion things. Brandon Ingram isn't he's not quite playing on the level he was at. Yeah. He's Pulled still playing well though. But yeah, they they just they need to hit just just a little win streak. Yeah, that's that's all they need. Mm-hmm. I don't know how like e- how much easier or harder their schedule gets from here, but if they could just put together just a string of wins, they'll be they could be right there. Yeah, and again, like I said before, Grizzlies or Pelicans, I'll take as the eighth seed. Anybody else? No thanks. Although I said that the Blazers were going to be the number one seed in the NBA this season. Listen, and I was very wrong. I I don't want to see I don't want to see Dame struggle in the first round. No, I, I don't want to see it. Mm-mm. Regroup over the summer. Portland. This was, this was a weird season for Portland. Hassan Whiteside. Jesus. I don't think it's his fault. But they retraded for Caleb Swanigan. That's where we're going to end it. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then in the Eastern Conference, that that playoff race is basically over. We thought maybe Washington would make a comeback. Look, they're they're three and seven in their it's last almost ten. Set. It's, oh, we we got to talk about. We got to talk about what the Pistons losing 12 of the last 13. That's just keep losing. Keep losing. I know. It's like what I like to see. The Pistons have 20 wins. They're currently the fifth seed in the NBA. Kyrie. For the lottery. Kyrie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a couple minutes. We can talk about that real quick. Listen, man. Kenny Atkinson. The only thing I can understand about Kyrie in the situation is that they hired Kenny Atkinson to develop a young team, mm-hmm. and he's done that. Yeah. Karis LeVert has played out it, of his mind. He has. Me. Is Kenny Atkinson a championship-winning coach? Maybe not. We wouldn't know until next year. We we have no idea. <laughs> next year would be their chance, and they got rid of him. Do you know how long Philadelphia has given Brett Brown? <laughs> Too long. He was the, He was the exact same thing. Yeah. The coach that was going to develop the young guys and hopefully get them in the right direction. And he sort of did. They drafted the right players. They're a really good team now. He still gets out coached in the playoffs, but they still they still give him a chance every single year. Kyrie Irving goes to that front office and says, you know, I'm not clicking with Kenny. Get him out of here. Yeah, he's built all this up. We made They made the playoffs last year without me. And the other young guys on this team, they they made that playoff team. KD isn't even playing. I wasn't playing that great before I got hurt. But yeah, just get Kenny out of here. And oh yeah, he all we also need two or three more stars to win. Yeah. Because we're not good enough with just me, KD, in this great young. Oh yeah, and and next season's the big season for us, but we don't have a coach in mind yet. Oh, he, oh, but he I, a, I, yeah. Oh, wait. I had a championship once, and uh, I had a coach that let me do whatever I wanted. Ty Lu. He he was kind of like a player's coach. He he let me and LeBron just do what we wanted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's that's great. Thanks. Um, Kyrie Irving, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. He's a mess. I I think his his mental game is just not there. I think he just won't accept what he is. Yeah, he want. I I understand. In this part of his career, he wants to be a leader of a championship team, and the reason a team wins a championship. But Kyrie, you are the highest level Robin there is in the game. You are the highest tip top, tip top Robin. You're not Batman. LeBron was Batman. He needed you to win that championship. And you delivered. You had amazing playoff and finals performances. You're not a leader. You're not a leader of men. You're not a vocal leader. You're really not a, that much of a great example. <laughs> you are a give the ball to Kyrie and let him go 
and he is going going to produce for us guy. That's what he is. He's the most offensively skilled player in basketball, maybe top five ever. He comes up with new moves on a weekly basis. Watching him play is sick. But this, this, and he, he's just pushing so hard to become a leader. He just won't let anything happen naturally. He forces decisions. And like, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see the good in this. I just don't. Don't worry, Malik. I'm going to save you. This has been views from the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> March 10th. Uh, next week, big tournament talk. It's all tournament. We don't have to worry about Kyrie Irving. We're going to save Malik's soul. We'll see you guys next week. I have nothing. I don't know. I have nothing this time.